every single receiver you have yeah. and like having to know that this thing has 800 watts of power but that's divided across six different channels so it's really math and I don't do math so um, I ended up not going there uh, and I I don't know how I found out about it it may have been my girlfriend at the time um, she worked at Best Buy but she had friends that worked at Easton and she told me she said well Abercrombie and Fitch is hiring mm-hmm. and just the store. Just the store. Okay. The store. You, you go up. You, they had open. They, they actually did open interviews once a month. That was it. You had, you, got, you had to go on that day. You had to go on that day. You had to dress for the. You, you dressed for the job. Mm-hmm. So you, I literally showed up in cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, that were not Which Abercrombie. Is probably easier to do it that way if you're a, if you're looking to interview people. Yeah. Like they. Because then you block off one day and. Just yeah, and and get people showed up in like suits and ties. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, what are you? Have you shopped here before? What are you here for? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, it's it's open interview. It could be a management position. Excuse and I'm like, <laughs> an open interview for a management. Position. Oh yeah, they they did across the board. They just oh all their they just did interviews. Oh okay. And if they decided that they thought that you might be a manager or manager material, interesting. They would try to bring you in to be an associate manager for the store. Right off, like without any floor experience? Yeah. Interesting. Um, because, well, most managers moved into, they would get the floor. They, they started as a manager and they worked the floor with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then they either became a store manager or they went to a regional manager, but they learned all the ins and outs of just how the store functioned. Mm-hmm. They didn't really manage anybody. They just learned how oh, to function. It was a facility for the for most pers- part. Okay. For the most part, yeah. So I came in and they're like, well, we're starting because this is our flagship store. And that was, at the time, Easton was the flagship store. I didn't know that they were out of Ohio. Yeah, they're out of New Albany now. Um, so they're like, the flagship store, we need a team of people. We're going to, you know, we're going to team of guys, team of girls, manager. You are an overnight staff. You'll be out of here. We close it. 10, 11, depending on, you know, the day? the day and the season. Uh, you should be out of here by 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. So you're an overnight crew. You're going to reset the store every day. Jesus. And I'm like, cool. So that's that not like a pain in the ass. It was a blast. Like, Well, you don't got to worry about people. You don't have to. You're not, you're not dealing with customers, which the customers weren't terrible. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like you had to remember what the inseam of a pair of pants were like mm-hmm. what the you didn't have to do any of that shit anyway but it was the, the customers weren't you had a couple that were just you know Karens and but it was like you would come in the store's still open when you get there and you just start folding clothes and you just start folding clothes mm-hmm. and you just start folding clothes after the store closed down that's when like cans of, you know, cans of soda and pizza parties and all this <laughs> shit happened. Like, we would order, like, damn near every night I ate Donato's pizza and drank, like, Dr. Pepper's and Coke's. Because mm. it was, they fed us. Like, oh, they did? Oh, yeah, we're there. The The company fed us. Oh, wow. Every night. That's a huge bonus. Yeah, it was, and it was awesome. If you're a broke college kid. No, and, and, I, and on top of that, I was making $2 over minimum wage. Because it was a third, it was considered the a third, third shift. shift. Okay. So they paid shift differential. They, they paid extra. I mean, it wasn't like significant, but they paid extra. It was good. Um, but we'd have rubber band fights. 
because everything comes rolled in rubber bands. So you just take rubber bands off. You got rubber bands around your wrist. You pull start them up. Shooting at people. You yeah. start shooting them at each other across the. And we got good at it. Like we got real good. Like sniper good. Uh, picking people off. Like running across the the one side of the story. Like think. Just done. Um, Watch out! Object on road ahead. So did that for a while, and then kind of like these weird situations where I end up. I always end up in weird situations that... It's kind of your thing. Yeah. And they don't seem weird at the time. <laughs> until they get weird. Until it's like, you're standing here talking to the president of the company and you're like some, you're just some asshole folding clothes. Mm-hmm. And the president of the company walks up and starts carrying a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I just got into these weird situations. So, with that, like one day, we were doing, we were resetting the floor for a different season. So everything had to come down, like all the clothes came. Wait, wait came so out. so back up though. Like so, every night you would re. We would fold everything. Like, oh, so you were just refacing the store. Basically, just yeah. Oh, but you weren't like, but you weren't like rearranging the store. Not every night, no. Okay. Just re. It was it was called a reset. Okay. It was the daily reset. You'd come in. There's a pile of shirts there. That pile of shirts needs to be folded into okay. this nice neat stack. Okay. Um. And then sometimes we folded with paper and sometimes we didn't fold with paper, which is a whole other, like, that's a whole other weird thing mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't a huge fan of because it didn't meet the brand standard at the time. Um, so I'm standing there and I'm, I'm at the front of the store that we're closed. And, but we know, we, we've been given word that the CEO, Mike Jeffries at the time, was coming to the store. Mm-hmm. And... The manager was supposed to be at the front of the store to greet him. I happened to be at the front of the store. Mm-hmm. And Marie was nowhere to be found. I'm just making up names for managers. Yeah. Um, so she was nowhere to be found. So the doors are locked. And the vice president, who was, is and was a complete dick, <laughs> shows he shows up first. And he's easily 30 minutes early. Mm-hmm. than what we were told. And I'm standing there and I'm folding some shirts. Uh, I've got like a pile of clothes on the floor. And I'm fold I'm like picking them up and folding. He starts like banging on the glass door. Like not like a like not like a nice like a little rap like He's a like, knock. He is like full fledged like SWAT team. Yeah. Like boom 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 open the door ATF. <laughs> and I turn around and he stand you know Dave Dave. His name was Dave fuck him. His name's Dave <laughs> He's standing there, and he's, like, looking at me, like, giving me the, what the fuck? Yeah. And I look at him, and I'm like, we're closed. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I'm like, we're closed. And he's like, I know you're closed. Open the door. I'm like, no, we're closed. Yeah. So this did not set precedent between Dave and I, like, right off the bat when him and I first met. Because what he expected you to know who he was. He expected was. me to know who he was. And I'm like... This and this is like three months into working there mm-hmm. that I ended up meeting the vice president, and he starts banging on the door again. And then, um, one of the assistant managers came up and he's like, "Why is that guy banging on the door? I don't know who the fuck I he is. I said, fuck, he's crazy. Yeah. He wants me to let him in. He's like, I feel threatened. In. Yeah, he's like, don't let him in. He goes, we're closed. What he's dressed head to toe in Abercrombie, mm-hmm. which should have been a sign, but it's Easton, so yeah, it's it's, it's Easton. It's what the ninety. It's it's the early early two thousands. Yeah, it's it's like late. Who wasn't 99. wearing Abercrombie yeah, back then? Like late ninety nine, early two thousands. And uh, he continues to bang on the door. Well, Maria comes up. She goes, "Let him in." 
I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. And I unlock the door and he, first words out of his mouth, you don't know who I am. I'm like, nope. He's like, I am David Lano. I am the vice president of this company. I'm like, no, oh, nice to meet you, Dave. Okay, great. I said, I didn't know who you were. I said, maybe, maybe you could have yelled that through the, the window. Like it's the glass. Maybe I would have let you in. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, we'll go with Martel. <laughs> He's like, I'm having Marie write you up. I'm like, for what? Not letting you in? I said... Not letting you in after hours? I said, I'm doing the store a favor. I said, that's a security risk. You know that, right? I said, it doesn't take a genius to realize. I said, I don't know who you are. I've never seen you. I don't know you. We've never met. Well, none of this sat well with Dave. Apparently. I would so, imagine not. Dave doesn't sound like that kind of guy. Dave is a dick. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm up there. And I'm, I just go back to folding shirts. I'm like, fuck this guy. Whatever. I don't give a shit. So I go back to folding my shirts. And um, about 10 minutes later, uh, a guy named Brandon shows up. And he is the lead. At the, yeah, he was the lead uh, floor set designer. And okay. a floor set is basically how the store is yeah, laid the out. Yeah, the scanograms, all that. Or yeah, planograms, so he, sorry. He's got all, everything, where all the mannequins should be, all the forms, all the what the walls look like. He's got all this shit. Mm-hmm. He shows up. I know who this guy is. He's been in the store several times, and him and I have had, like, a couple conversations because I didn't fold shirts to his liking. <clears throat> Which, if you've ever worked in retail, uh, clo- at, clothing, like textile retail... You have a board. The board yeah, is a those, certain and width. And you, and you lay the board, it, you flap, fold everything, yeah. and then you pull the board out and you set it down. Yeah. Well, he... That was, like, his biggest thing is he hated the folding on the board. Well, well that's what get, we were Get us different use. boards. Well, it wasn't even get us different boards. It was just get rid of the boards. That too. Um, so, him and I, we, he comes in, and then I left the door unlocked. Because like, there's people now just streaming in and out of this store. Like, yeah. the, the entire, like, executive leadership team is in the store at this point other than Mike and they're all in the back of the store and it's just me in the front of the store Mike walks through the door I'm like hey how you doing he's like oh hey he's like what you doing I'm like oh I'm just folding some shirts and I didn't know who he was either and he's like oh that's great he goes what's your name I'm like Brandon Martell what's your name he's like Mike Jeffries I'm like oh Oh, you're the CEO guy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. You're the dude. I'm like, you're the, you're the guy. You're the yeah. guy everybody's here for. And he's like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, great. I said, everybody's in the back. He's like, why are you the one up here, like, reading me? He's like, where's Marie? And I'm like, she's in the back with everybody else. I said, I'm just, re-, I said, we're resetting the store. I said, well, I'm, I'm folding this. I said, this is, this is what I'm doing. And he's like, great. He goes, hey, it was good talking to you. He's like, uh, he goes, let's catch up sometime. Like, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, whatever. It's president of the company. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, cool. Cool. Fuck off, Mike. Get out of here. (laughs) So he goes and does his thing. Brandon comes running up. He's like, what did Mike say? I'm like, you just want to know my name and ask what I was doing. I'm like, I'm just folding some clothes. No big deal. He's like, oh. He goes, okay. He he didn't say anything like that the floor, like we haven't started resetting the floor yet. And I'm like, no. Why would he tell me that? So... They go on. They start doing this floor reset. So they're walking through the store, starting at the front of the store on the men's side. And basically, they're going table by table, wall by wall, on a Xerox copy in a binder. 
and they're all looking over Brandon's shoulder. So you've got 10 people standing around him as he's like in the middle of this crowd mm -hmm. of people that are getting ready to go, you know, on three, Abercrombie, one, two, three, <laughs> Abercrombie. And so it's, they're all looking at this thing and they're making changes and he's writing down the changes because next week is when we actually do seasonal reset. Um, so they do all this stuff a week ahead of time and try to figure out what's going to be what. But this is going to be for like the entire network. Yeah. So yeah. this is we'll, every we'll store do, is going to look like this. Yeah, we'll do the first. We'll do the first round, and then in a month, Watch out, hazard all the stores ahead. across the U.S. will that have this same layout will follow this 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 plan. This plan. Yeah. So they're all doing that stuff, and they the the meeting's over. Like we're still folding clothes. The meeting's over. Mike's like, hey, he's like, if you're ever, uh, he goes, if you're ever up at the office, he's like, stop in my office to say hi. For sure, Mike. Okay, yeah, great. So he leaves. I'm like, why would I, fuck would I ever be at the office? Yeah. So, and again, this is like three months into the job. Um, Brandon comes over to me and he's like, all right, uh, this wall, and it's like this, it's the whole wall across the front of the store. He's like, this wall needs to have 500 pieces of denim in it because we have an order coming in because I want you to prep because I need you to prep this wall here and every shelf has to have five to seven depending on the, the height of the shelf five to seven pieces of denim in it so jeans mm -hmm. he's like and they need to be folded to get it in there and I'm like that uh, we can't do that with the way that we fold jeans today. He's like, figure it out. I'm like, figure it out? He's like, yeah. He goes, I'm leaving it to you to figure. He goes, figure it out. He goes, it's not, he goes, I don't have time to deal with this. He goes, I don't have time to babysit people. Brandon was kind of an asshole. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. It's in the name. <laughs> He's just like, I don't have time to fucking babysit you people here. He goes, fucking figure it out. So in the process of two hours of refolding I think it was six shelves, like trying to figure out how to get so many jeans yeah. into, into each slot. I developed a new fold for their jeans on how they displayed things. And you got zero credit for it? No. <laughs> I got 1% credit for that. I got a store associate figured it out. <laughs> Ran, insert random name. Yeah, yeah, it was just like... Jimmy Joe over there yeah, figured it out. Just like uh, on the movie credits, cast member one. Yeah, it was. It was. That's exactly what it is. Like a story associate figured out how to do this because Mike was insistent that we this be a denim wall. What sucked was redoing that wall every night, like having to refold a majority of all the jeans every night. To but the fold that I developed only had three folds in it. So it was more efficient. So it was a hell of a lot more efficient trying to get all this and it took two or three people to do the wall and that's all they worked on like no one they didn't do anything else there was no folding of shirts or mm -hmm. or straightening hangers and, and doing all the other stuff um, but anyway so then I got I was talking to I was talking to Brandon and I was talking to Stacy which is his counterpart and they basically said hey we have this opening there's an opening coming up at the office you should come in and do an interview to be, it was basically an associate buyer for the company, like a merchant. Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to be buying, like, the next season shit. Well, like buying whatever it was. If it was t-shirts, I was, 
you know, ordering and working with designers to figure out how many t-shirts we were going to order based on what was allocated and new designs and things like that. Well, I went for the interview and I show up and I'm, I'm decked out in Abercrombie stuff because at the office, that's what they wore as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, like suit wasn't a suit and tie joint. No. And I go for the interview and I, I interviewed in three different departments with six different people. I went to, I went and interviewed in t-shirts and, uh, that went well. Then I went to men's pants and that went fantastic. And then I went to accessories. Well, I typically at the time I, I was, I would wear like watches and I had necklaces and I had Watch out, reported a couple, a couple bracelets that I would wear. I went in with none of that on cause we weren't allowed to wear it in the store. Interesting. Like, unless it was Abercrombie-based, we couldn't wear it. Well, none of the shit that I had is Abercrombie-based okay. uh, jewelry. Whoa, oh, that's an that's... accident. That dude went, oh, shit, shit, that is a semi-truck upside down. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so. In a ditch. It, I, yeah. Uh, well, it, uh, how the hell do you even do that? I don't know. Over I'm trying a, to figure that out my Over head. a bridge, an overpass. Um, so I went in. I had, and I'm like, I love accessories. But as you like, can see, I'm not wearing any because I don't own any Abercrombie accessories. Um, but well, why is that? I never. Just, I'm like because I just I just started, so I was only <laughs> at the store for like a total of maybe nine months, mm-hmm. six to nine months at at this point, and I get a call back and they're like, "Hey, it's this guy named Ron." Um, he's like, "I really liked your interview." He's like, "I I did not interview with this guy." But he's but, like, I really, I really liked your interview. He goes, I eavesdropped on it. Oh, he's like, shit. I'm the manager of of men's pants. <laughs> it, it, it gets so much better because I'm just like, I worked in men's pants. <laughs> he's like, I'm the manager of men's pants. He goes, we do denim and khakis and uh, outerwear and stuff like that. He goes, I want to hire you because I want to hire you to come in and be an assistant buyer. Um, he goes, and you'll come. He goes, there's, there's a. a a variety of things you'll do because you're not actually going to be buying. He goes, but it is, he goes, it's a significant pay bump. He goes, and I want you to start in two weeks. We'll take care of the migration from the store to the, to the shop or to the office. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, all right, great. Yeah, I, I accept, you know, yeah. at this point I walk in, I was making, don't even know how much you're getting paid. You're like, I'll take it. I'll just take it. Yeah. I, there was no talk of what I was going to get paid. It was just, it's going to be more than what you were making now. Yeah. It was like, so whatever minimum wage at the time was like seven fifty, So I was making nine fifty, I think is what it was. Um, and the bump was to fifteen fifty. So you almost it doubled was, your shit. Yeah. I doubled my pay and then went to working you know, basic 40 hours a week. Now you can eat a sizzler. Yeah. Yeah. Sizzler shit, Ponderosa. <laughs> um, Did they have sizzler out here? No. Okay. That's what well, it's just like Ponderosa. Yeah, it's like Ponderosa though. Uh, so I go and I, I, I'm, I'm back at the store. So I've got three weeks left at the store and everybody knew I was there like, holy shit, you know, you're, you're one of the lucky ones. You're going to the office. Like, you're going to the show. They're like, you're, you're, you know, you're big time now. Like yeah. you, you don't get... You don't get twenty five percent off and three three fifty percent off the season to buy Blackout stuff. You get ahead. a blanket forty percent off of everything and an ID card. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> you act like I've never worked corporate before. Um, so I get the I, I go up there. Well, I'm at the store one day. Dickhead Dave comes in and just starts his shit with me. 
like, he, he would do it randomly. Like, he would come in, and if I was in the store, he would just start shit. Well, this one time, the, this last time, he started shit. Uh, he just comes in, and I was working during the day. Like, I was filling in for somebody. So I was going to work the day shift, and I was going to fall into the into the third shift and just continue to work. Mm-hmm. And, the, like, the first, it was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was more along the lines of, what the fuck are you doing here? Because it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm... Working. Working. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, what are you doing here? He goes, aren't you, he goes, aren't you third shift? He's like, I got to do something about this. What? And I'm like, what, I'm like, what is your problem, Dave? Yeah. And it, it, and it, it all stems back to me not letting him in. So, you know, nine months later, this, he's still, he's still holding this grudge. And he said something. Ahead. I'm like, good luck with that, Dave. I said, I work at the home office now, so I see you. I'm like, I'll, I'll see you Monday. I'll fucking see you there. And he's like, what? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah? I said, I'm working for Ron now. I said, it, he goes, he goes, I'll never get rid of you. I'm like, no, you won't. I said, I am like a fucking, I'm like a pimple on your ass. I'm a leech. I just latch on and I will never let go. And I would run into him in the office once I got to the office, completely different attitude. What a... What a... F- he treated everybody in the store like shit. Treated me like shit, especially, but just treated everybody like in the store like shit. Like they were second-class like citizens. Yeah. The minute I got to the office, like, hey, Martel. I'm like, you don't get to call me that. <laughs> I said, my friends call me that. You were not my friend. You and I, I said, we, we will not be interacting anymore. I said, because... We're not in the same meetings, and I'm not in the store. I said, I'm not just some piece of shit you can step on and keep walking. Well, you know, I just... No, I don't. He's like, he's like, you know, being in the... You know, being... I, I got a whole... I'm like, I don't want your excuses. Like, it, it is not an excuse to treat people like shit because you're from the office, and you think you need to make have a power trip in a store. Yeah. Now, with that said... Um, <laughs> You get 40% off at every store no matter where you go. Uh-huh. You just show them your ID. You just show you show them your, your corporate ID, and it's... I'm Martel. It's boom. Yeah. And actually, that was on my... I, my first name was never on my ID. Yeah. I somehow was able to just get it with my last name. Um, but I would go to, like, Youngstown, and I'd mm. go to the Boardman Mall where they had one. And I didn't... It wasn't a power trip thing. It was more just to see people panic. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was dude. never like I walked in and was like, oh, I'm from fucking home office and blah, 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 blah. I Your would, shit's fucked up. I would walk in yeah. and I would pick up whatever I needed because Toronto is only 45 minutes from, from Boardman. So when I would go home, I would take my sister and we'd yeah. go up to Youngstown. I'd buy her some shit. You'd walk in, I'd buy everything I need and they'd be like, that'll be... And I would lay my oh, car down. No, oh, no, like, my friend. They're like... Oh, 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 oh shit! We, we got one inside the gate. We got like, one inside the like, gate. Oh shit! <laughs> and then the manager would come running out, oh, and they would start apologizing. Like, I, I can't. I, sorry that the store is in such a disarray. We should have because they don't know who you are. Yeah, it just says Martel, Apple, Property, and Fitch, and that is it. it yeah, it is a white card with your photo on it and your name on it. Oh, it doesn't say like I work in men's pants. No, it doesn't say I work in men's pants. <laughs> And that is that is it. That's it's all it says. So they don't know who you are. You could be, you know, just the guy who's sitting at the front desk answering phones. Yeah. You could be an executive. They they don't know. Mm-hmm. And everybody dresses the same, and they all fucking look the same. So 
and the manager he's like sorry the store isn't you know such a mess and I'm like dude it's one o'clock on a Saturday I would not expect this store to be like pristine pristine yeah I said but I said I've worked in the stores I said I get it I said by the way I, I'm nobody yeah they're like what I'm like I'm nobody I said I just work at the home office they're like what are you doing I'm like I buy pants I work in men's <laughs> pants they're like you work in I'm like yeah I said those pants I bought I bought yeah <laughs> and they got allocated to your store and they're like oh Oh, I said, not everybody that works at the office is an asshole that's going to come in here and throw fits. So they're like, they're like, well, we had a guy in here last week that... Dave? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> was like, it Dave? Was it Dave? Yeah. He's like, who knows what it is. Could have been Bruce. Who knows? And it's just like, you know, it's it's one of those things like, don't be an asshole. Yeah. But it, it was fun to watch him like kind of freak out For and then explain minutes. to them that, yeah. you know... I'm just... I'm just... I'm Joe Schmo. Just a dude, yeah. You know, no big deal. I'm just a dude. So... But that's, the, you know, working there was a blast. Like, I've got so much free clothes while I was working there. It was one of the perks, like... At the it was headquarters? An, yeah, it was an underlying perk. Everybody took clothes from headquarters. I had bags, like... So my job entailed, basically, I didn't order anything, necessarily. I put the order in, but I didn't order. I but did you not, were ordering things that were already on the, I, in the inventory. I was ordering, like, SKUs. Yeah. Like, I would go into an ordering system, and I would plug in, okay, I need this much, this much, this much, this much, and then give me, I want three of each size of each color Oh, so you sent could, to my desk. Okay, so you could just kind of check them out. So I could, yeah, do, like, tolerances and make sure the color's correct, like, make sure color's correct. That was my job. My job was to make sure that... Oh, you're, like, quality control. I was, I was, I did, well, I did a lot of quality control. I did a lot of ordering I never, I worked with, I worked with the factories, but I never actually went to the factories to make sure that they were doing what they were supposed to. So I never went to Sri Lanka. I never went, that was the associate buyer's job. So you were like quality control slash uh, supply chain. I, I was bitch. Yeah. Um, oh, was, so you were doing all the bitch. Okay. I was doing all the bitch work that the associate buyer should have been doing. But didn't want to do. didn't want to do. So I was, and, and it, it actually came to a point where I was training new buyers that were coming in because in, in everything to do other than go to the factories. Yeah. So I was training, um, all these guys coming in, they all came into men's pants. We all, we all hung out in men's pants. Um, and I would train them on the, the whole process from, from beginning to end, sit mm-hmm. down with them and we would go over and we'd spend a week doing all this stuff like measuring and checking tolerances and checking color grade and checking all of this shit. Uh, so you were training process. people that were going to be your boss? Potentially, yeah. yeah. I was, and I did that for three years there. Oh, so you worked there for a I was there for a good while. I was at Abercrombie for about four and a half years. Okay. Um, and, but I would put in an order and you, you, the order goes, you would, I would, I did it by, I didn't do it by store. How did I do that? Okay, so I would put in the order in total. And that order went to the factory. Mm-hmm. And then when the order came in, I got the order back, and then I would put in a request for samples. And I burned so much clothing while working there. Because if it didn't work, like if it didn't fit, yeah, it didn't the, meet tolerance. Yeah, then you got to start over, right? You got to reorder. Yeah. So I would copy an order, send it back, and then I would send shit to burn. Well, some of the stuff that got sent to burn would sit in bags at my desk. So I had, I mean, at one when point... When you say burn, like 
like this to isn't the incinerator. Going, this isn't going to market. No, oh, okay. like it went to the incinerator. Like it legitimately got burned. Jesus. Um, because God because you, you couldn't repurpose them. Like give them to like right. You know, Goodwill or something. No, we, we would never do that. <laughs> wow. We would never take because it, it was it was a it was more of a write off to have to destroy. Oh, versus donating it. Versus a donate. Uh, well, not shrink, but uh, what do they call it? There's a term for. Uh, I don't know what that term is. Yeah. I can't think of that term, but yeah, we. But we, well, they were prototypes, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I would shop online, like it. Um, I would get online. I had a corporate card, and I would get on and I would go shopping at competitors, mm-hmm. and buy shit, have it sent to me. I would have stuff sent from overseas, from Italy, and I would have stuff sent, like, buyers, like, the buyer would go to, they'd go on these shopping trips overseas. To see what other... To see what other... Trends and Trends are like happening, that. yeah. And then I, they would send everything back to me, and I would go through and measure everything out and work with, like, the clothing designers to reverse engineer something that, mm-hmm. that they wanted to do. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Like, it was a fucking blast working there. Uh, the the frayed hats weren't really a thing until Abercrombie started doing them mm. back in... The d- distressed... Like, the distressed stuff. Yeah. Uh, distressed jeans. Like, you couldn't go buy distressed jeans. Not to say that Abercrombie's the one who started that shit. Yeah. But I helped create the process for Abercrombie to stress jeans because we were stressing jeans in the store. Like, we were making them look no worn shit. in the store. Um, Monica... So, Worked for one of those companies. I don't know if it's Amber Company and Fitch, but that was her job is was to distress jeans somewhere in Middletown. Yeah. That, well, we so I had jeans that were I the one pair of jeans I had when I worked in the store, two pair were distressed. Like I went at them with like a, um, a serrated knife and an emery board. Yeah. To to distress the shit out of them, and we uh, the they're like oh. How did you how did you do that? And I went over and I grabbed a pair of jeans out of a bag and asked one of the women on the team for if she had an emery board and I just went through and I, I this is all I did. I just roughed it up with an emery board and just the, around the pockets. We didn't do the holes and all the other shit. That yeah. came like way later. Um, and they're like, "Holy shit." I'm like, "That's all I did." Like yeah. we can well then they ended up wanting to do distressed jeans, so they developed a process at the factory for that based on someone actually sitting down with an emery board. At a factory, that and, sounds and, like and doing the cuffs of the pants, yeah, the the waist and the pockets, the seams on the pockets. Well, then in the hat department, because all my hats were distressed as well, just from wear, yeah, like it wasn't something I did. Uh, gentleman's name was Eric, cool guy. He was a he was in charge of all the hats. Same thing. He's like, how'd you how'd you get your hat distressed? I'm like, wearing it. This this is old. I said, but I have an idea. <laughs> and he's like, "You have an idea?" I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "You want to dist- you want to distress hats?" I said, "Look at this." I said, you- "There's plastic under that." Yeah. I said, "Double, double fabric that." I said, "And distress the top layer of the fabric, so the plastic's not showing through." Oh. Huh. No, like, I said, and then use an embry board, and they they were able to get a prototype of a double lined hat yeah. that had the fabric on it, and then they gave it to me, and we went through and distressed it the way that they wanted to do it. And that's how they started with the distressed hats back then. Um, yeah, it kind of set a lot of process for for some of the stuff that we did at Abercrombie back in the day that never really got credit for. Not that I was looking for it, but bullshit. You should have got juice for that, man. Yep. Like, got get some uh, 
part of the job. In perpetuity, get some juice, some kickbacks for that, man. Just like I said, you should still get. Like, you should be getting free cognac. Like I still I, think. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think I should be getting <laughs> cognac too. But the, like I got, but I got so much free clothes out of it. Yeah. Like I would come home, like because those samples that sat behind me, those never went to the store. Mm-hmm. Like they never got reallocated back into anything because we over ordered on purpose. So you could test, and so that I could test, so that we could test. But we didn't over order based on what I needed. We just over ordered, and then we would have stuff sitting in the warehouse ready. If you know, if someone needed, if for whatever reason there was a run on you know this certain denim, then well then just... we had twenty or thirty pairs of these pants in, in various sizes that we could just ship out to a store overnight mm-hmm. if they if they needed because they ran out because they were running hot. Yeah, so. I would have, like, at one point, I think I took up the desk beside me. So we had, the the tables we sat at were these, they were basically six foot wide by four foot deep tables. And they had four of them in a stack. And then they had this frosted plexiglass shit. Like drafting tables. Yeah. Well, kind of. They were more like a kitchen table. Um, And then they had this frosted plexiglass stuff in between them as dividers so that you had a a little bit of privacy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the one the the only people that didn't have the frosted glass were managers. They got a full eight foot by six foot desk, in be, you know, and then so you would have they could see directly across, whereas I couldn't see directly across. But I ended up taking up the other desk because I just had samples so everywhere. Shit, I had yeah. so much shit sitting around, and I because I'm measuring and I'm throwing shit back, and I'm writing down all these tolerances of everything. Well, then that stuff would sit there. And then I would throw it in a bin for it to go back, but Ron, in his infinite wisdom of, like, all the shit that I was doing for the department, he's like, you want to take a pair of jeans? Grab a pair of jeans. You need a pair of sweatpants? Grab a pair of sweatpants. Well, it's just sitting there anyway. He's like, it's... He it's, goes, it's already been paid for. It's paid for. It's sitting there. It's going to go back. It's going to go back to the warehouse, and then it's going to sit for another nine months until they have what's called the sample sale. Mm. And the sample sales, all the samples that have been bought overseas from uh, competitors, all the leftover, like the stuff Testing that I would have shit. sitting sitting yeah. at my desk, would all go to the sample sale. And it would literally just get dumped on a table. And then you just go through and yeah, sort through stuff. Through, yeah. Pick through. Um, but I would always do sample sale at my desk because then I could get what I wanted. <laughs> and then send, the, send, send stuff back. And then we hired another guy named... Uh, ben, I think it was his name. Doesn't matter. Uh, ben took it to a whole new level. Oh shit! <laughs> Which stopped the the, the sample the, the, the sample sale. Yes, the there's always one asshat that Ben Ben God love him, but he fucking took an entire bag of clothes. Like he just picked it up and walked out with it. All the same jeans, different sizes. Same jeans, different sizes. Just yeah. Up and walked out. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you can't one pair. You put it in your bag. A, a pair. Yeah, one single. That's it. One pair. You put it in your bag. You roll it up. You put it in your bag, and then you walk out. You're not. This isn't like discreet discretion, yeah. Ben. Discretion. Discretion. This isn't something that you should be doing. Like this is this is literally stealing. Yeah. Time in traffic. Ten minutes. But like, we're being told that we can. Like Ben, does this look shady to you? You know why it does? Because <laughs> fucking shady. Because it's yeah. He was and he was taking the shit and he was selling it. No, he's giving it to friends. Oh okay. Oh well. Which is almost as bad. Yeah. So it was just this this whole thing and I. Well, at least he up, wasn't flipping it. No, he wasn't flipping it. But he was kind of like this. He wasn't homeless, but he fucking drove around in this shitty minivan. 
and he only he was in a reggae band. He smelled to high heaven, and he's just this white dude with dreads. He smelled like a stoner. Yeah, he smelled like oh, truly. Oil. Th- well, there's a certain uh, patchouli. There, there's a certain scent that uh, uh, white guys with dreads have. Yeah, and it was just it. It wasn't. It was. It was bad. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like go to HR bad, but it was like go to HR. Get a toothbrush and go at that shit. Like I know you want to have dreads, but just. You know, at least get a use a toothbrush on your scalp. Shit. Um, get a, get some of that dead flesh. Uh, yeah, just do something because you're literally rotting away. And nice guy had his flaws, like taking an entire bag and fucking it for everybody. Because we would all get like I could get shirts from the shirt department, or I because there were just shit laying around. Because yeah. the shit laying around, and we all like we 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 would exchange. Yeah. Like, I was in men's pants. This girl needs, you know, she needs a pair of pants for her boyfriend. I need a hat. I need a hat. Yeah. I'll hook you up. And we, it was like an internal bartering system. Yeah. And it was great. It was like when I used to work at the pizza place. We would trade pizza for ice cream or yeah. Mexican food or whatever. Yeah. And it was, it was great. And, you know, that all got fucked. But I ended up getting let go. I'm going to say let go. I was, I actually, I think I quit before they could fire me in one sentence like they said something I'm like fuck you I quit um before they could actually fire me mm-hmm. but I ended up getting fired well then you can collect unemployment yeah I didn't have Estimated to time in traffic um, 10 minutes oh we're gonna be in traffic for 10 minutes I didn't have to collect unemployment I just I went on and I that's when I went to Columbus Car Audio mm. it was like the next week um but I got fired for, like, a bunch of bullshit. So I was hourly, and I had to fill out a timesheet manually. And this timesheet was, like, an A11-style piece of paper. Not, like, your standard 85 by mm-hmm. 8.5 by 11. It was, like, this big friggin' Like a legal pad? Even bigger than that. And I had to, <laughs> that like... Was it was time. It was just me. And I had, like... There were 20 spaces on this timesheet, and it's just me, and I'm writing in my name, what, what was this? It, was this fucking, like, 1987? It, damn near. I mean, it was, like I said, 2003. And you're filling out paper timesheets? filling sheets? out paper timesheets, and I'm just like, okay, so we're going to... I was here, and I didn't work full-time. I, I maybe worked 36 hours because I'm still going to school. Like, I went back to school and started at Columbus State because they started up a multimedia department, mm-hmm. um, which has led into what I do today. But So I'd work like 36 hours, and then a manager had to sign off on my timesheets. Well, they, vehicle on I worked... Ahead. I worked in men's pants for three years, and they moved me to Hollister. Oh, I didn't know that was part of a... Yeah, Hollister. They moved me to Hollister, and I had to work for this bitch. Like... <laughs> and you say that in a loving way. Yeah, so loving. Like, loving is, I would I would just take glee in the of watching her fall off a cliff. She was such a prude. Like... When we're talking, like, when Abercrombie had posters of half-naked men and women in the stores, maybe a tit showed occasionally. Some some side boob. You got a side boob. You may get a little nipple flash, a um, little areola there. Um, this is the company that she worked for, and she did not agree with it. And she continued to work for she them. She continued to work for them. So she ran her team. There was There was no cussing. She 
there was a gigantic poster in this building of one of the dudes, and he was he was naked from head to toe. He was naked. He was just cupping his junk, and that was the that was the photo hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. Every week, she put in a request to have that taken down, so they took it down. What they put up? A naked woman holding Pulling her boobs. <laughs> What an asshole. Whoever did that it was, was a It dick. was great. So, and she had a swear jar. Oh, jeez. Okay. And she was just a total bitch about everything. Like, you, if you said, damn it, she, that, that'll be a dollar in my swear jar. Excuse me? I'm like, no. And she had a, she, there was a price on words. Like, shit was two dollars. Damn it was a dollar. Hell was a dollar. Fuck was five dollars. And that's where fuck became a pause for me. Like, that's where it actually became a word that gets used, like, when I'm Like, punctuation? Like, yeah, we're going to go do that, huh? Fuck. (laughs) Like, it just literally became the end of a sentence. Because it irritated her so much. And I think at one point, I think I... She... She actually counted, and she, I think I racked up about $65 in fucks. <laughs> and she wanted me to put $65 in her swear jar like, so she you... could go buy shoes. What? I'm like, fuck no. You can kiss my ass. Kiss my fucking ass. And, uh. It's like the, was it, was it the Miller Lite commercial? Yeah. Where they were, all, all the money in the swear jar will be used to buy Miller Lite. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> can holy you pass shit. me the pen? Can you pass me the pen? <laughs> Can you pass me the fucking pen? (laughs) (laughs) So she did that shit. And so she can buy shoes. That sounds like unlawful enrichment. It was a lot of wrong going on there. But when they went to move me over there, I already knew about like her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, don't do not put me. Don't put me there. She needs help. I'm like, take Ben. (laughs) You're throwing other people. Yeah. I'm like, I I can't. I can't do that. I can't work with that. And I was there for maybe three weeks. And every day, I would go into HR, and I'm like, you need to move me. I'm not the problem. You need to move me. I'm not the problem. <laughs> like, she's doing this thing. Please move me. I find it offensive. Like, I can't. And they're like, well, that's just the way she is. I'm like, yeah, but I, I can't work under those conditions. Like, it is ridiculous. Like, it is dead quiet. I'm not, I'm not 12 years old. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it was dead quiet. Like, there's music playing throughout the entire company all the time, mm-hmm. but there were the volume controls, controls on the yeah. walls. Well, we're in this, we were the only ones in this building. She turned down the, the volume on the on the lower floor where we were at. And it was, like, you could hear pin drop, because no one talked. It was just super sterile. Yeah, no one talked. It was the, the worst environment I've ever worked in. Finally, they moved me. She complained. That like they moved started, you? Yeah, she started making up all this shit like that I, w- I wasn't putting in orders and I wasn't doing them right. That's the best reason for you to not be there. She was going in and modifying the orders. Oh, and... Luckily, it tracked history. Ooh. She was going in and modifying the orders and it's fucking the orders up. up and trying to set me up. And they said, well, you ordered this. I'm like, give me... I said, do you have access to the ordering system? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, give me your laptop. I logged in under my, under my login into the ordering system. And I brought up, I'm like, this is what I ordered. This shows what I ordered right here. Here's everything. I went to the next one down and it, all it had was your, your, they, everybody had ID numbers. I said, that's not my ID number. And I didn't make that change. Whoever made that change is, is doing this. Mm -hmm. 
So they can, that's they come back and they like, well she, she yeah she made the changes because I didn't know at the time who did it. Mm-hmm. She made the changes, um, but she told you that she needed the changes made, so she went in and made them herself. I said, but she's telling you that I'm not putting them in correctly based on what's in there now. She's lying to you. I said, yeah, she's lying to you. Like, the order, here's the order. Like, I don't take a verbal order. It's got to come from the order. It's got to come from the allocators. The orders come from the allocators, not from her. So that was the whole thing. Finally, they moved me. Well, she continued to continuously try to throw me under the bus for shit. Like Because you won? Yeah, because I... Because you escaped? I, I got away from her grubby mitts. Her, wow. Not her callous, non-fucking cursing mitts. I, I hope she felt better about herself for that. Oh, she doesn't. She went to H. She ended up moving to HR. What from what I heard? Oh, that's even better. That's a, yeah, that's, a that's a perfect place for, place for her. her. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to to shirts, and in in that time frame of moving to shirts is when she moved to HR. Well, then she just made life a living hell, and I ended up getting fired because she literally got me fired. But when they fired me, <coughs> the guy that fired That's me, I hung out time with. Time in traffic, eight minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. so I hung out with this guy. Like we would go out and hit oh, so he told you it was coming. Nope. Oh, which pissed me off. One, uh, so because they called me up at eight o'clock in the morning when I got in, and he's like, "So I'm like, are you firing me?" He's like, "Well, we've got you know, there's there's a series of complaints." I'm like, "From Helen." He's like, well, they're anonymous. I'm like, from Helen? <laughs> I said, what are these complaints, Kev? And he's just like, well, you know, we've got, you know, abuse of corporate credit card. I'm like, abuse mm-hmm. of corporate credit card? I said, I haven't used that credit card in two years. I said, how can it be abuse of corporate credit card? And he's like, well, you know, and then there's uh, messing around online when you should be doing work. I'm like, hold on, messing Where's around. Where's it documented? I'm like, I'm like, hold on, messing around online. Oh, you mean competitive shopping for the buyers that are asking me to go out and find stuff and email them to them? I said, that messing around online when I should be doing work? I said, or the um, the chatting with you on AOL Instant Messenger, trying to figure out what we're going to do for lunch yesterday, messing around online and not doing work. <laughs> well, then, yeah, there's the AOL Instant Messenger. I'm like, motherfucker, you have that. Like, you have it. You and I were talking on that yesterday. And he's just like, look, he's like, man, he goes, I don't want to do this. He goes, but I'm just, I'm like, here's the fucking card. And I just threw my ID at him and like, and just oh, it was out. cheating on timesheet. That was the other one. Cheating on your timesheet. I'm like, how the fuck can I cheat on my timesheet? I said, I have to handwrite everything. And I said, and then it has to be, be signed, signed by off a manager. On, by yeah. a manager. I said, I get here at eight. I said, and I leave at two. Most days. Like, how is that cheating on my timesheet? I said, if I was here at like 8 and I left at like 8 o'clock at night and I was putting in a bunch of 12-hour days and taking in all this overtime. Mm-hmm. That would be that inappropriate. Would be, I, I, I said, but I'm barely here. I said, I'm here maybe 30 to 36 hours in total. I said, I'm basically part-time. And then that's when he was like, I don't want to. He's like, and I just like whipped my cart. Like, you, you would have had a good uh, wrongful termination. Oh, it was. Well, I ended up so my neighbor who lived uh, upstairs catty corner from me, worked for an attorney. Well, they were, Abercrombie was withholding my last paycheck. They wouldn't give it to me. They just 
when I when I went to ask for it because this was in a pay week as well when all this shit happened. When I went to go get it, they said, no, we're withholding your paycheck. I'm like, for what? Well, then uh, they were withholding, not only were they withholding my paycheck, they were also withholding all of my sick and vacation time that I should have gotten paid out for that I never used. Mm -hmm. Because I never took time off and I never went on vacation when I lived by myself. So they were like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not paying you out for anything. And uh, so she ended up calling on, it was probably illegal, but she called on behalf of the attorney <laughs> and threatened legal action against them mm-hmm. for wrongful termination and some other shit. And, Discrimination. Uh, just, yeah, it was just all, she just like listed off like all these. All the stuff she saw in law and order. That yeah. she, well, all the shit she went to school for. She was like a, I don't know, she was like an associate attorney for like this bigger attorney. Like she just did all the, the, all the would, dirty work, the dirty work for, for him. And then he would go in and, and lambaste the shit out of people. But, uh, Jamie calls and she's just like, so this is what's going to happen. He's going to, he's coming back up in an hour and you're going to have a, a check cut for him for all his vacation pay you owe him for all this PTO for all of, uh, for this last check for the, his last paycheck. Um, or we will go to court. Over some dumb shit. Over like some serious, yeah, some serious dumb shit. Well, they en- they ended up they ended up cutting the check, and I I left. But I had a I had a, like a four hundred one k that I didn't know about that I was putting into. <laughs> so I requested. Oh, the joys of being young. Yeah, like I requested when I found out about it. I'm like, I need to get more information about this about this thing, this four hundred one k thing. I didn't know mm-hmm. about. This was like a year later that I found oh, out that I had it. Um. That I'd been paying into for yeah, because you only have so much time for you to transfer that over, right? Well, it would just it would it was with an external company, so it would have just sat in that company's bank account and accrued interest, and um, so but no one could give me any information. Well, finally, literally nine years after I left the company, I get a letter from whoever the financial institution is. You have this account with us. We need. We, we need, need to reconcile. To it. reconcile, and you have money here, so we need an address for. We're we're cutting you a check, a tax free check because, whatever. Like I didn't end up paying taxes on taking it, and it oh. wasn't that much, but it was. It had something to do with because they were they weren't being bought out by a company by another bank. Mm-hmm. They were just being. They were just. They were shutting down. Oh wow! So I ended up getting, like, a nine or ten thousand dollar check. Just random. For like nine years after I quit, quit slash got fired from Abercrombie that I had inquired about like a year after I left and no one could give me any information. So I just wrote it off as nothing. Yeah. Um, and then I probably spent that money on dumb shit. <laughs> Too bad you didn't buy Bitcoin. I know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking rich right now. I'd be rolling. We'd be, we'd be flying to Indy right we'd now. We'd be flying to Indy or we'd be, <laughs> we'd be in a G-Wagon. <laughs> It's something. I'd fly to your house, land in your front yard with a helicopter, and finish the flight. With the rope ladder. <laughs> Get in. We're doing butt stuff. <laughs> Get in, loser. <laughs> but Abercrombie was always a fun... It was fun working there. Like, even working in the... Like, the like I started out, like, at the old, the old headquarters that was on Broad Street, which was in an old Victoria... It was Victoria Secret and Abercrombie in the same... Mm-hmm. The same building, so you had all these hot women. Was structure part of 
all that at too? one point yeah okay yeah i used to like structure yeah structure was because they had like express clothes that like fit like normal sized people yeah yeah structure was basically express for men before express for men became express for men and mm-hmm. then they started doing all the the lean cut and thin yeah. cut shit that no one can no one can wear because i'm not a bulimic anorexic so who owns dude. h&m is that part of i don't know who owns h&m was what other companies fell under um uh they had victoria's secret structure express bath and body works white white barn candle company oh um and then there's been a couple others that have closed that they've shut down or sold off. Galleons was one. Galleons was there's, a sporting, the sporting goods store. Yeah, Galleons uh-huh. was owned by Wexner, and then he sold it off, and they promptly shut down. Um, like with probably within like a year or two. Uh, structure got converted into Express for Men. I think Express is still owned by the, the Wexner company. Uh, isn't Banana Republic under that too? No, Banana Republic was owned by Gap. Okay. I get those two confused. So, Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic, that's all, and that's all out of California. But yeah, it was a, it was, it was always a good time being there, and then when the, the office moved from where they were in Reynoldsburg out to New Albany to, like, the crazy-ass home office, like, it was nice. It was real nice. Fire pits everywhere, you could drink after hours. I remember you hours. talking about that. When yeah. you, about 9-11. 9-11, yeah. And it was... They they always threw the best parties. And, of course, as the years went on, the parties got less and less. Like, the one year we had a beach party. And I don't remember where the party was because I was new to the area. So it could have been at Allen Creek. Mm-hmm. But they had, like, tiki torches set up. And you walked into, like, this huge pavilion that was right on the beach somewhere. And just drinking, you know... Um, that Jamaican beer that comes they call Red Stripes Red Stripes drinking Red Stripes and just hanging out or they had an equestrian party where they actually rented out a horse barn Hmm. and had everybody in there and did like cocktail hour and all this always did Christmas parties everybody got bonuses like ridiculous bonuses for what you did Hmm. so based off revenues yeah yeah see I've never worked for a company where you got bonuses like luckily like with the company I'm with now we've we've gotten annual raises which is kind of unusual yeah but uh never like uh hey here's a little something yeah we so when I worked at Nationwide they did but their bonuses are shit you hear that Nationwide your bonus is shit shite it is the worst like it is it's an insult in most cases, because it could just be... <laughs> it's insult money. <laughs> it's, it, it's literally like, you've got this insurance company that's making millions and millions and millions of dollars just to help you. 